But if no one among us is capable of governing himself, then who among us has the capacity to govern someone else? Hello, hardworking Americans. Thanks for tuning in to The Shrewsbury Show. I am your host, Colleen Shrewsbury. Well, I think somehow AOC has figured out a way to get her Green New Deal into the presidential election of 2020 because climate change is all they could talk about at the Democrat town hall. Before I start commenting on what they were talking about at this town hall, I got to thinking about this whole climate change alarmism debacle. And I started wondering exactly what weather do they think that we're supposed to have? Every year, like clockwork, whenever hurricane season comes along, they start telling us that it's all because of climate change and it's all because we're horrible people who pollute the earth and we use fossil fuels. How dare us? And if we just here in the U.S., if we cut back on fossil fuels, then we are going to reverse climate change and change the world. So what kind of weather are we supposed to have if we don't have climate change? They're always telling us that these storms and whatever other weather changes there are, are due to climate change. But they never tell us what weather should look like. They tell us that hurricanes are part of climate change, that tornadoes are part of climate change, rising temperatures are climate change, falling temperatures are climate change, excessive rainstorms are climate change, lack of rain is climate change. Basically, weather is climate change. So I am very curious to know what exactly is the weather supposed to look like if we do not have climate change? What is the weather going to look like if we stop using fossil fuels? Seriously, what's going to change? Nothing. No matter what you do, you will remain human. And you know what being human means? That means that you cannot control the weather. The idea that people can control the weather is asinine. All right, so now I want to discuss the Democrat town hall for president. Uh, so I watched this CBS News clip online, and the panel that discussed the town hall said that the amount of time spent on climate change is indicative of how big of an issue climate change is in 2020. No, it's not. It's a bellwether for how much they're going to try to push the Green New Deal on everyone using climate change as an excuse. Duh. So what is the Green New Deal really? It's a communist tactic that regulates the life out of private enterprise with the intention of either collapsing it or making it totally dependent upon government. Oh, and it's a good way for politicians who have never had a real job or an honest day's work in their life to get their grubby mitts all over honest working folks' hard-earned money. They tell you that you can have a business and make money, but you can only have it once they've taken their cut. They basically tell you you need their permission to have the money you earned. Tell me, in a representative republic where politicians don't get their job unless we hire them, how is it that once we hire them, 
they suddenly think that it's their job to tell us what to do. That's not how this works. I think that they're a little confused about who wears the pants around here. And not only that, that's not exactly how an employer-employee situation works. I don't apply for a job and tell the boss that I want to tell him what to do. All these people said that they wanted to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord on day one. Well, if that's the case, then they better hope that Congress agrees because the president cannot just unilaterally enter the country into a treaty, which is what Obama did and why Trump was right to pull out of it. There were a lot of reasons that Trump was right to pull us out of the Paris Climate Accords. And one of those reasons is that these leftist politicians like to eat away at American sovereignty, which is what the Climate Accords did. We would have been subject to some arbitrary international tribunal and been regulated by some foreign body. I don't think it would have been unlike the way the EU leads Europe around by the nose. That's why they also have a love affair with the UN. They love the idea of some foreign international body telling the U.S. a thing or two about how we conduct our internal affairs. And these people, they're such frauds. They don't give a hoot about the environment. None of these people practice what they preach. Joe Biden got criticized for having a fundraiser with donors connected to the fossil fuel industry. Bernie Sanders flies around on his private jet back and forth between his three houses, and Elizabeth Warren wants to tax the rich, but she's worth $12 million. And don't forget that Bernie Sanders wants to tax the millionaires and says he doesn't like them. But now that people have made it painfully obvious that he himself is a millionaire, which he became having no real job his entire life. How does that work, by the way? The man has worked in government his entire life, and he's worth millions. And he said that he didn't like millionaires. But now that people, like I said, have made it obvious that he himself is a millionaire, he's changed the lyrics to his tune to say that he doesn't like billionaires with a B. I hope that all the millionaires out there are taking notes so that you can hold him accountable when they tax your millions, when Bernie has made it seem that they will only heavily tax billions with a B. I don't know the guy's name, but this guy on the CBS interview said that in order to attack the issue, we're going to have to issue a carbon tax. That's their solution to everything. Just tax the heck out of everybody. Throw some money at the problem. Yeah, that's what they said about education. And the more we spend, the worse these kids do. Spending money doesn't fix the problem. Referring to education. This carbon thing, it's not a problem. It's just a bunch of bogus to scare people into willingly accepting or demanding a new tax that is sure to do immense damage and solve nothing. It can't solve anything because there's nothing to solve. And when the carbon tax fails to solve this supposed problem that they made up, they'll say we're not doing enough and they'll either raise the carbon tax or come up with 45 trillion new taxes to solve all the new problems that they'll make up. This guy continued his rubbish and mentioned that many people are poor right now, but years from now, they'll be in the middle class. And when you're a part of the middle class, your energy consumption goes way up. Boom. Right there. He just admitted exactly what I've been saying for years. The left pretends to care about the poor and says that we have to tax the rich to make it fair. 
The rich need to pay their fair share. They have no interest in helping the poor. They want to make sure that the poor never become part of the middle or upper class. Taxes and social programs actually take away opportunity and discourage any effort to make a change. They pretend to want to give poor people a chance to make it big and strike it rich, and some of these people actually fall for it, which is sad. My question to them is, if you want to tax the rich because you're poor and think they're preventing you from becoming rich, what do you think is going to happen once you do become rich? By your logic... You're preventing poor people from becoming rich now too. So the oodles of money that you're now making is going to have to be taxed at painfully punitive rates because it's not nice to hoard money and keep it from the poor. Seriously, what makes you think that the minute you start making a bunch of money that they won't come after you? They're not interested in helping you or anyone else. They only care about helping themselves and using you to get what they want. You ever notice how these people have become millionaires after getting elected? Don't you find that strange considering you're not allowed to hold another job while you hold federal office? Alright, let's see. What else did this guy suggest? Oh, this is brilliant. He said, we probably need to stop fracking and drilling for oil. Fracking is precisely what has enabled us to be totally energy independent and the number one energy exporter in the world. Fracking has opened up industry and provided a lot of jobs. So pretty much he thinks that we ought to become dependent on the Middle East for energy again. And we should take all the jobs away that fracking has produced and strike a severe blow to a major portion of the U.S. economy. Yeah, that sounds like a fantastic idea. I said a few minutes ago that this is a communist tactic. And you know what? You ever notice also, stop and think about this. Observe what you see in these other authoritarian countries around the world. Look at North Korea. Look at Venezuela. Look at Cuba. Look at China. And look at every other dictatorial regime in the history of the world. And look at how well-dressed and how well... The Soviet Union is another one. Look at how well-dressed and how well these people live, the people in government. Look at their fancy cars and their big palaces and their designer clothes and all their probably expensive jewelry. And then there's the peasant class that lives on scraps that they had to scrounge for and can barely make ends meet, if at all. This is where I find the biggest difference between the left and the right. Listen to the way these candidates talk. Listen and compare. Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. Okay, we can just assume that. And I know what they say. Don't assume things because you know what they say when you assume things. Well, guess what? I'm going to take the risk and do that. But anyway, compare Donald Trump and his platform to the Democrat platform. And listen to the angle that they use, okay? Trump is talking about what he wants the people to be able to do and what he does not want the government to be able to do. And then listen to what the Democrats want to do. They want to tell everybody what they can't do and what they don't want people to do and what they want the government to be able to do. They want the government to be able to tell everybody what they can't do and to wave its finger in their face and say, Mm-mm, not today. Kamala Harris actually provided some much-needed comic relief. Her plan says that by 2045, we will have 
zero emission vehicles only. And by 2030, we will have all electric school buses. Can you imagine what it would take to charge a school bus? When I heard her say that, I actually busted out laughing. I find it genuinely hilarious. I would love to ask her, how exactly does she plan to make that happen? Is she going to issue a presidential edict telling private manufacturers that gas-powered cars are now illegal? She's forcing the obligation onto the auto industry to come up with a business model and the technology that only sells electric vehicles. And she's also asking the the American consumer to adjust and to decide that they don't want a gas-powered vehicle and that they want an electric vehicle and that they want to deal with the headache of having to charge the car, having to find a charging station, and the fact that you can only go so fast in these things and you can only go so far before you need to charge it again. And who knows how long it takes to charge these stinking things. People don't buy electric cars now when it's not required. So clearly... There's no market demand for these things. By demanding all vehicles be electric, she is putting the oil industry out of business and heaven only knows how many thousands of people out of work. She's demolishing one of our most valuable exports and she's probably sending our entire economy into a devastating downward spiral, if not collapsing it altogether. These people either don't understand or they don't care that the entire economy is very intricately woven together. If you cut out the oil industry, you create massive unemployment. A large sector of America would be unemployed, which means that they're not spending money on goods and services, which means virtually every other industry suffers too. The stuff these people suggest is so absurd, it's laughable, and they all just sound like they're trying to see who can come up with the most ambitiously stupid plan to save the world. Do you know the guy on CBS actually used that phrase? He actually said, and he was serious too, he said, we're trying to save the world. It makes me wonder if they've actually come up with a plan to go about these horrible ideas or if they just see what gets the best reaction and then they figure out the rest later. You ever notice how these climate zealots always go after the big money-making industries? The big money in the late 19th and early 20th centuries was in rail, coal, and oil. They already destroyed the railroad by taking over Amtrak, and Obama almost obliterated the coal industry. He just let out a Freudian slip when he said that coal workers were going to be out of a job. Hillary let that slip in 2016, too. It's obvious that they're after the money. They couldn't care less about climate change, formerly known as global warming, formerly known as global cooling. And nothing these climate alarmists ever say actually happens. You remember back in the 70s when they said that the earth was cooling and then they had to change it because the temperatures started warming up and they had to say, oh my gosh, we have global warming. And then the temperature started to drop again, so they had to just change it to an all-encompassing phrase of climate change. See, global cooling only allowed them to talk about the temperature. Global warming only allowed them to talk about the temperature. Climate change allows these people to talk about every single aspect of weather, not just temperature. 
I seriously want to know, why does nobody ever notice these things? Why does nobody ever notice the hypocrisy? Why does nobody ever notice the inconsistency? Why does nobody ever notice that none of this stuff ever happened? And I tell you what else, Bernie really did show his very true colors during this town hall. This woman stood up and asked him this question. She said, here, listen to this. She said, human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Not only did he give her an emphatic yes, but then he went on to say that it's necessary for women in third world countries to control population through birth control. And he also, he didn't flat out say this, but he certainly strongly implied that he thinks that abortion is a good method for these women in poor countries to help reduce the problems of climate control. And Bernie Sanders thinks that it's totally absurd that U.S.-Mexico City policy does not allow American aid to organizations around the world that allow women to have abortions or even get involved in birth control. Um, I really don't think that whether or not America gives these organizations aid is going to make a difference. U.S money is not the only thing funding those organizations that allow women to get abortions. So if America does not give aid to those organizations, the whole world is not going to implode. And I don't think that we have a population problem. We do not have overpopulation. Don't you think? No, you don't think this, but I'm going to say it anyway. God is the creator of all life. He is the one who determines who is born, when they're born, how many people are alive, when they're alive. He also determines when it's time to call somebody home. Don't you think that God has that under control? Yeah, the one who created the entire universe and everything and everyone in it. The one who has total control over everything, including the population of earth. Don't you think that if God created the population that exists on earth, that he also has created and allowed for enough resources to sustain those people? I suppose we shouldn't be surprised that Bernie Sanders would give such a communist answer to such a disgusting and vile question because Bernie Sanders is a communist and he has praised many communist dictatorships in the past. This is coming from the same guy who said that China has done the most of any country in the history of mankind to alleviate poverty. And he said that recently. This guy is evil personified, and it is right there hanging out for everybody to see, out in the open. The more I listen to this guy, the more angry I get, because you know what? Before, it was funny to call him Crazy Uncle Bernie because he had all these ridiculous ideas about how he was going to give everybody free everything, free health care, free student loans, free college tuition, Um, He wants to alleviate everybody's medical debt. Everything was financial about this guy. But you know what? Now this guy, the mask is off. This guy is an evil, disgusting communist. I want everybody to see this guy for exactly who and what he is. 